1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Money Girl podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. Each week, I bring you a solo show about a topic that's either been on my mind or that's been on your mind as I see questions come rolling in, or I feature a guest to interview who I think can share some unique insight or expertise with you. The show notes, which include resources and previous podcasts that I mentioned, they're always on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is show number 485 called Healthcare Q&A, Reform, Rules, and the Role of HSAs. This week, what's been on my mind is the future of healthcare. And I also received some great questions from podcast listeners about health savings accounts that I'm going to answer in this show. And if you're not sure what an HSA is, don't worry. I'll explain what they are and the role they may play in the Trump administration's healthcare reform. And if you have an HSA and you're very familiar with them, stay with me. I know you'll get value from my Q&A section and the discussion about how they relate to healthcare reform. You probably know that President Trump and the Republicans in Congress have plans to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, which took effect in 2010. While we don't know yet what a replacement or repair plan will be, there are some proposals with interesting similarities. Most include an expanded use of health savings accounts, or HSAs. An HSA is a special tax-exempt account that you can fund for the sole purpose of paying a variety of current and future qualified medical expenses, like doctor visits dental cleanings, eye exams, and prescription sunglasses. No matter if you get your health insurance through work or on your own, you manage an HSA as an individual. So that means it's portable. It stays with you if you become unemployed, if you change jobs, or switch insurance companies. An HSA operates pretty much like a checking account with features like online access, automatic transfers, paper checks, and a debit card to manage and spend your money. And if you forget to use your HSA for qualified expenses, which happens to me occasionally, you can also reimburse yourself from the account. Some employers allow pre-tax contributions directly from your paycheck, and they may even put in additional matching funds on your behalf. For instance, you might get $50 per paycheck or a large lump sum at the beginning of each year. HSAs generally pay low interest rates that are on par with what you'd get at a bank. But many also offer investment funds with the potential to earn a lot more on your savings. You can transfer all or just a portion of your balance into investment funds that you choose from a diversified menu of options. The big deal with an HSA, and the reason I love mine so much, is that you get triple tax benefits. I'm gonna cover those. The first is tax deductible contributions. So this means you get to reduce your taxable income and therefore shrink the amount of tax you have to pay. As I mentioned, you either make pre-tax HSA contributions through payroll deductions, just like you would with a 401k, or you claim contributions on your tax return. For 2017, the HSA contribution limits are $3,400 if you have insurance as an individual and $6,750 if you have a family plan with at least one other person, like a spouse or child. And if you're at least age 55, you can make an additional catch-up contribution of $1,000 each year to either type of plan, either an individual or family plan. These are the total limits, including what you and an employer can put into an HSA. Okay, the second tax benefit you get from an HSA is tax-free earnings. That allows you to earn interest or investment growth and skip paying tax on it. This is just like the rules for a traditional retirement account, like a 401k or an IRA, where you defer paying taxes year after year. And the third benefit that I love is tax-free withdrawals. This is the biggest benefit and what really makes an HSA so special. Taking money out to pay for qualified medical expenses is completely tax-free. This applies to your original contributions plus any growth in your account. You don't even get that deal with a traditional 401k or IRA because you do have to pay tax on withdrawals. Now, with a Roth 401k or Roth IRA, withdrawals are tax-free in retirement. But with those accounts, you have to pay tax up front on contributions. So with an HSA, not only do you get the tax break up front, but you get the tax break at the end as well. The money goes in tax-free and the money comes out tax-free. These are powerful benefits because they cut your tax bill and maximize your healthcare buying power. Depending on your income tax rate, using an HSA to pay for medical expenses means you're getting a 20 or 30% discount. That's serious savings. So you're making money that you spend on healthcare and none of it is taxed. So again, that's a triple tax benefit that's pretty unique in the tax world. In addition, there's no deadline to spend your HSA money. That's different than another type of medical savings account that you might be offered at work called a Flexible Spending Arrangement, or FSA. With an FSA, you are required to spend all or most of your account balance each year. It's known as the use-it-or-lose-it policy. In contrast, your HSA funds can accumulate year after year after year if you don't spend them. You can make contributions at any time, even up to April 15 for the previous tax year, but you're never required to make contributions to an HSA. The only downside is that if you use HSA funds to pay for anything other than qualified medical expenses, the amount will be subject to income tax, plus an additional 20% penalty. But after you reach age 65, that steep 20% penalty disappears, which means your HSA eventually morphs into a retirement account. If you make withdrawals for non-qualified expenses, like your rent or a vacation, they're subject to income tax, but are penalty-free, just like with a traditional 401k or IRA. So use an HSA as an additional tool to boost your retirement savings. So with all these great benefits, you might wonder why HSAs are not more popular. Well, the catch is that to qualify for one, you must have a special type of insurance called a high deductible health plan or HDHP. A deductible is an amount that you must pay for covered medical expenses before your benefits begin each year. For instance, if you have a $1,000 deductible and you need a medical procedure that's covered 100% by your policy and costs $3,000, your insurance will only pay $2,000. But once you pay that $1,000 deductible, you don't have to pay it again for the remainder of the calendar year. So if you had that same procedure for a second time before the end of the year, your insurance would pay the full $3,000. Well, you might think that it's better to have a lower deductible so you pay less out of pocket. Having a higher deductible reduces your monthly health insurance premiums. You see, deductibles and premiums work like a seesaw. When one goes up, the other goes down. Since health insurance has gotten so expensive, prices have just gone up year after year, more consumers are choosing high deductible plans to keep their premiums down. Unfortunately, many people who have a high-deductible plan are not pairing them with an HSA for additional savings. So, no matter if you purchase health insurance on your own or through work, find out if it qualifies for an HSA so you can get every possible benefit. For 2017, a health plan must have an annual deductible of at least $1,300 for an individual, or twice that, $2,600 for a family plan to be considered a high deductible health plan. However, it's not always that simple, and I'll explain in a moment. And by the way, if you're interested in more ways to save money on healthcare, I did a show a while back called Seven Ways to Save on Healthcare and Fitness. That was episode number 413 that you may want to check out. As I mentioned, I received several great questions from Money Girl podcast listeners about the rules for enrolling in and using health savings accounts.
0: There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mère and maire somehow being different words. To be, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.
1: Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion Go to Clarendon.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, now let's get to your questions. Question number one comes from Paul I. He says, over the past couple of years, I've had a high deductible plan with two different insurers, but was told that neither one was eligible for an HSA. Are there other prerequisites besides the deductible that I should be aware of? Thanks so much for this question, Paul. Yes, it is possible to have health insurance with the deductibles I just mentioned, $1,300 for an individual or $2,600 for family coverage, that does not make you eligible for an HSA. Unfortunately, if your health plan gives you certain benefits beyond allowable preventative care before meeting the deductible, it's not HSA qualified. For instance, if there are copays for doctor visits or prescription drugs before you meet the deductible, your plan is too rich in the eyes of the IRS to qualify for an HSA. So, when you're shopping for coverage, if the name of a health plan doesn't include HSA, be sure to inquire if it's really HSA eligible. That can make a big difference when comparing your options through an employer or on your own. Again, thanks, Paul. It's a great question. I really appreciate you sending it in. All right, the second question comes from Kathy H. She says, my son has a high deductible health plan and is eligible for a health savings account, but despite my urging, he has never opened one. He had an emergency room visit at the end of 2016 can he fund an HSA now to pay for it? Kathy, I appreciate your question, but I'm sorry to tell you that no, you cannot use an HSA to pay for medical expenses that predate having the account. The IRS says that expenses incurred before you establish your HSA are not qualified medical expenses. However, Don't forget that if you itemize deductions when you file taxes, you can claim some amount of your unreimbursed medical expenses as tax deductions. These include medical and dental care for yourself, your spouse, and your dependents. You can deduct the amount of your total medical expenses that exceed 10% of your adjusted gross income. For more information about which expenses are deductible, See Schedule A, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com. And for more information about which types of medical expenses qualify, there's a very long list in IRS Publication 502, and I'll have a link to that as well. Okay, and our third question comes from Karen C., who asks, my husband has a high deductible health plan and an HSA through his employer. If I'm insured on his plan, can I also open my own HSA and contribute more? Kathy, thanks for this. This is a pretty common question. No, the only way to open your own HSA is to have a separate high deductible plan in your own name. Since you're on your husband's insurance, you're part of a family plan that can only be paired with one HSA. Having a family plan allows you to contribute up to $6,750 or an additional $1,000 if your husband is 55 or older, and that's for 2017. You could also put that amount in the account for 2016 if you make contributions before April 15, 2017. Even though the health plan and HSA is not in your name, funds in the account can still be used to pay for qualified expenses for you, your husband, and any of your dependents. For more on this topic, you might want to check out podcast number 472 called Can You Have Multiple Health Savings Accounts? I mentioned that there are proposals from politicians to repeal or fix Obamacare that include using health savings accounts. I'm not going to attempt to outline the details of various health care proposals here because they could fill a book. Instead, my goal for the show is to highlight how popular proposals incorporate HSAs in new or expanded ways, so you'll be familiar with potential future changes to these special accounts. One proposal, called A Better Way, comes from House Speaker Paul Ryan. Ryan's plan would increase HSA contribution limits to total as much as a high-deductible health plan's annual deductible and out-of-pocket maximum. For a family plan, it could be more than $14,000 per year, which would more than double the current allowable contribution of $6,750. And if you don't have health coverage at work, The Better Way plan would offer a monthly tax credit to help offset your premium. The amount would be based on your age and favor older Americans. If you opt for a plan that costs less than the tax credit, the difference would go into your HSA. And if you don't already have an HSA, the Speaker's plan would allow medical expenses incurred up to 60 days before you establish an HSA to be reimbursed from the account. Another plan is from Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. He proposes removing contribution limits to HSAs altogether so you could put an unlimited amount of money into one. He also wants everyone to be eligible to contribute by removing the requirement that you must be covered by a high-deductible health plan to get an HSA in the first place. Rand Paul's plan would give individuals the option of a tax credit up to $5,000 per taxpayer for contributions to an HSA. It would also expand the definition of qualified medical expenses, so funds could be used to pay for more types of expenses. His plan would include reimbursement for expenses incurred before establishing an HSA if you set it up before the tax filing deadline. And the last proposal I'll mention is called the Patient Freedom Act of 2017. It's from Senators Bill Cassidy from Louisiana and Susan Collins from Maine. It's a complex plan that allows for Roth HSAs with an annual contribution limit of $5,000 or $6,000 if you're over age 55. The Roth part means that your contributions would be taxable but distributions of contributions and earnings for qualified medical expenses would be tax-free, just like the rules for contributions and withdrawals for a Roth IRA. Your Roth HSA would also be a vehicle for the federal or state government to deposit tax credits that you could spend on health insurance or other medical expenses. The credit amounts would be based on where you live, your age, your income, and whether you receive health insurance through an employer. No matter if you're happy with Obamacare as is or want to repeal it, there's no denying that funding an HSA and using low-fee investment funds can make you better prepared for current and future medical expenses. And if you save more than you spend on health care, all the better. That money never goes to waste. Your HSA nest egg just keeps rolling over from year to year so you'll have more to spend on a comfortable retirement. Thanks so much to Paul, Kathy, and Karen for your great questions. I hope I helped you get a little more clarity. Do you have a money question or maybe a dilemma you need some help with? A great way to keep the money conversation going with a terrific community is to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text dollars to the number. Three three four four four. I hope to see you in the group. And you can reach me directly through my contact page at lauradadams.com. If you're enjoying the show, please share it and subscribe for free so you get every episode the moment it's released. If you recently submitted a five-star review in iTunes, I want to thank you very, very much. We had some great reviews come in recently and I read all of them. They really mean a lot to me. Plus, it helps new listeners find us and know what the show is all about. Thanks so much for listening and spending some time with me. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.
0: You're on a John Deere compact tractor, enjoying the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at JohnDeere.com get in the seat or visit a dealer near you.